It is Tuesday. That means it's time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels, and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone solutions for your journey. Uh, When the White House has been asked about gas prices, they suggest perhaps buying an electric vehicle or maybe a hybrid. Oil prices are down a bit today. Uh, Gas prices haven't really budged much in the past few days. Uh, But the pump shock is doing something that automakers have been waiting and longing for for several years. It has buyers considering EVs and hybrids. But can they find them? Ivan Drury is the Senior Manager of Insights with Edmunds.com. Hi, Ivan. Hey, thanks for having me. Give a sense of what's happening on your website and and, uh, on others that you may monitor. Um, What kind of uh, new interest are hybrids and EVs getting when you look at the traffic? Well, it's as you say. I mean, these gas prices are going up, and immediately one thing that consumers have defaulted to is thinking about a new vehicle, and specifically a hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, or an EV. We actually saw nearly a quarter of all consumers that went to our website looked at a vehicle of that nature, and that way over-indexes on the reality of sales. Right now, sales are just purely EVs. You're looking at 3 or 4% of the market, mm-hmm. hybrids, plug-in hybrids. No, you look another five, maybe six percent. But when you have a quarter of consumers thinking about it, I mean, that's a pretty resounding number that's going to resonate with a lot of the automakers and people who are just itching to get their hands on the new electrified vehicle. Okay, so there is traffic on a website, expressed interest. Is that converting to transactions and actual foot traffic at dealerships? You know, there's definitely foot traffic at dealerships. But the sad part is for a lot of consumers, all those EVs that they've been hearing about, a lot of these recent launches, these vehicles have had pre-orders, reservations put on them. Guess what? You can't buy one. It's already been sold. You know, Ford's looking at over 200,000 orders for F-150 Lightning. They don't have any of those for anybody who's looking right now. You know, you're looking at Silverado EV. It's going to be the same thing. You look at Kia's EV6, all of these vehicles that are so desirable and fresh to the market, unfortunately, a lot of them are spoken for. You'll find some dealer-ordered units, but guess what? It's going to be you and the next guy fighting over it, and then the person behind them, too. So really, when it comes to inventory and availability, that's going to be the hardest part for consumers, plus the price. So no disrespect to, to the president. I mean, I would if I could, but I can't, right? Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it is changing consumer behaviors. The problem is the stock just isn't there. How much is that a factor of maybe... Sad to say, once again, the automakers being behind the curve, or is this, uh, you know, semiconductor related, or is it supply chain related, or is it because they've had some problems? I think you've kind of got a blend of everything, right? I mean, even if you were looking to buy just a hybrid or a plug-in, something that's been on the market for years, you are going to run into semiconductor issues. There is no vehicle line that has not been affected by stoppages, shortages. You know, every vehicle has been hindered when it comes to production. At the same time, when it comes to the EVs, it's kind of this mixed blessing. It's almost this curse because there's so much interest. We finally have great product from almost every automaker, but the timing is just a little bit off. At the same time, though, if you're thinking about buying an EV or even a brand new car of any kind just to save money at the pump, you're really not going to come out ahead for years to come, maybe even longer than the life of your loan. So, you know, it's great that people are looking now, but if you're looking just to save money, Keeping your current vehicle is probably going to spend you know your money a little bit better in that regard. So, because spending fifty thousand dollars to fix a five dollar problem really doesn't always work. 
Well, that was, I guess, that's the key question, isn't it? The premium that you're going to pay for an EV or a hybrid, I mean, theoretically, at gasoline with $4.30 a gallon, the payback period on getting that premium back uh, with a lower cost of ownership, that should be a prettier picture the higher the gasoline goes. But you're telling me for most folks that are on a budget, for the majority of consumers, the everyman, that's still out of reach. Precisely. I mean, if you look at some of these newer offerings, they're fantastic, and some are more affordable. You know, F-150 starts at 39, so does Silverado. But again, they're spoken for. And even we look at some of the other automakers, you're going to still spend somewhere between forty-five dollars and $100,000. You know, we don't know how long gas prices stay up. Like you said, the barrel prices come down a bit. It hasn't been reflected at the pumps, but you've got to think about it only if you're currently in the market. Because if you suddenly decide to swap out of a vehicle that you've made payments on for two or three years, you know, you might benefit from use values being really high right now. But at the same time, are you immediately going to see savings overall? Not necessarily. Um, you really got to do the math to see if that payback time is going to be worth your while. Because if you then plunk down $60,000, yes, your, your fuel bill will go down to maybe $500 a year. But, you know, you put down a lot of money just to save a little bit. So you really got to make it worth your while. Maybe maybe it's the other merits of the vehicle. You love the styling, the acceleration, some of the new features. Maybe that can help justify the cost. Right. But doing it simply to save at the pump, not always the brightest idea. Well, the big news yesterday is that the F-150 Lightning came in with an EPA-rated mileage of basically 320 miles of range, mm-hmm. which is certainly good news. It was better than the forecast. Um, and then Cadillac rolls out its new Cadillac Lyric. It's beautiful. I've seen them around town here in Detroit. They are eye-catching, and it's also $60,000. So, I mean, what what will be coming down the pike, and will it be happening in the next six months or so, like an Equinox that's only $3,000 more than the gas version? Right. Something of that nature, that would be fantastic. But, you know, we're we're talking much farther out, right? We're looking at stuff that consumers, they also then have to – have faith in, right? There's that adoption period that while it's getting better, it's a lot easier for somebody who has the ability to buy a more expensive vehicle simply because this might not be their only mode of transportation. If you have range anxiety and say this $30,000 vehicle is going to be your only vehicle to transport you, that's going to cause a lot more issue, a lot more hesitation. You know, I think that's the reason why we saw so much success with Tesla. These weren't people's primary modes of transportation. Right. I think that that's where we start to see adoption rates that really matters when it's your only car and it's on a budget. You know, one of the things, other than the cost, and affordability is a big issue, range anxiety is still out there for EVs, but now we see these battery fires. The General Motors reacting, I think, very responsibly, recalling every Mm -hmm. Chevy Bolt to make sure that they've got that battery pack right. Tesla... Not so much, and pretty hard to find out any information because they don't even have a communications department at Tesla anymore, and NHTSA isn't forcing the issue. You know, if people are looking to be confident in the product, is the federal government failing them by not pushing Tesla harder? Yeah, I think that with Tesla being really the number one brand that people default to when they come to think about EVs, it would be better if they were also put on the same level of scrutiny or they would then also look at themselves in the same manner. Um, you know, their production, there's always been kind of questionable what they're making, the quality, making the vehicles outside the factory, finishing them. There's been things that, you know, traditional OEMs have looked at and really frowned upon. Right. Um, it's one of those things that I think that when it comes to the market and when consumers finally get to decide, 
now that there are more viable options from other automakers, you will see people take on a traditional OEM, a brick and mortar dealership method, because they say, you know, I can go somewhere, talk to somebody I've seen for 30 years, bought cars from them for 50 years, you know, things of that nature where you're not getting that with some of the newer brands. Yeah. So you will have finally this like level of vehicle level of consumer saying, I'm willing to do this because I have experience with this brand. I trust them. And that's where something like taking those recalls, being proactive when it comes to things of that nature, you're building brand equity with people mm-hmm. and it will start to resonate a lot more than just you know, a bunch of question marks. Ivan, thanks so much for your time. The consumer's looking, but not doing a lot of finding, at least not yet. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, guy.